words of the Holy Gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I once had a friend, and she said the best evangelization she's ever had was sharing the gospel in front of abortion centers. I said, why? And she said, because there, nobody has any defenses to hide behind. It's there that everybody speaks the truth when the innocent are about to suffer. Today, when Jesus comes into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, we hear St. Matthew tell us most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. But do you, did you notice there that everyone's thoughts start to get stripped bare already? The first part of our Mass, Palm Sunday, even before we get to the Passion, everyone is starting to get stripped bare. That Jesus' justice also and his mercy reach a new level. His mercy. Did you ever notice when Jesus was cleansing the temple that the Holy Spirit tells us through St. Matthew, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Did you know, even when he was cleansing the temple, he was working miracles of healing. But obviously Jesus' justice happens today too. Same day as Palm Sunday, it tells us, he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of robbers. There in the temple, it's suddenly the no-spin zone, even for Christ's enemies who get mad at Jesus being praised. And they say, to Jesus, do you hear what these are saying? He's talking about the kids who are praising him. Do you hear what they're saying? Now, usually Jesus runs from fame, but today he says, out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have prepared praise. And why did he say that? Because in this no-spin zone of the innocent about to suffer, even children speak the absolute truth. I should say, especially children speak the absolute truth, with no defenses, as they always do. But today, quite extraordinarily, as St. Matthew tells us, and the children cried out in the temple, Hosanna to the Son of David. Now we move from Passion Sunday to the Passion, and many of you know that Carthusian motto, Stat crux dum volbito orbis, the cross stands while the world turns, or maybe translated as the cross stands steady while the world turns. Well, if you're like me, you've wondered, well, why the cross and not the resurrection? Okay, well, certainly in some sense these are one event, but I've been looking for a long time for a quote to understand why are the Catholic saints so obsessed with the cross? Why does the cross explain the problem of pain? Why the innocent suffer? Why God keeps this planet going with all the garbage that we see on it. To be honest, I've been looking for a quote for years from maybe a St. Thomas Aquinas on why we must suffer, why the innocent must suffer, why Jesus had to suffer instead of just forgiving us like that. We know he could have. Well, the quote did come from a saint, this quote that I've been looking for, but it wasn't a St. Thomas Aquinas. You might not grasp the profundity of this quote. You might not grasp the profundity of this quote at first from simple Saint Bernadette. 
But honestly, it's the best explanation of the earth after the fall I've ever heard. It's what St. Bernadette says. Why must we suffer? Because here below, pure love cannot exist without suffering. It sounds very, very simple, almost sweet enough to give you a toothache. But it's the most profound quote I've ever heard on the state of our planet after the fall. I'm going to read it one more time. Actually, probably a couple more times, but right now one more time. Why must we suffer? Because here below, pure love cannot exist without suffering. This is the way I see it. God had three options after the fall. Turn us all into robots where we can't sin, hurt each other, commit car crashes, credit card fraud, everything else that happens in the world. Could have turned us into robots and there would be no more credit card crashes, credit card fraud, car crashes, trafficking, abortion, all that stuff. Problem is, there'd be no love because love requires free will. Second option I see, God could have just created a nuclear fusion in the middle of the earth and just blown the planet up. Advantage is no more sin. Disadvantage, same as robots, no chance for love since love requires free will. The third option after Adam and Eve, remember things got really bad really quick. Already, already it's either Adam and Eve's kids or grandkids are already killing each other. Things got really bad really quick on this earth. If it were up to me, I would have chosen one or two. Just, let's just end this. Let's end this now. But the third option was to let all of human history play out, including the innocent suffering, and send his son, who is love itself, into this collision course with the people who had sold themselves out to the devil. I don't mean the Jewish people. I mean you and me. I mean every tribe and nation in the whole world. You see, my friends, that's how serious original sin is. We sold ourselves out to the devil. We entered a pact with the devil. I think that's the number one point of missing catechesis in the past 50 to 100 years is original sin. And if you didn't think people were capable of lying constantly, the 2020 election cycle should have opened your eyes to that. Same with all the events of 2020. I don't think there's ever been clearer proof of original sin than last year. That we are not a good people. But now that line again. Why must we suffer? Because here below, pure love cannot exist without suffering. St. Bernadette. God chose not to blow up the planet. Jesus tells Peter today to put away his sword. And so love collides with the world of abortion, trafficking, lying, and the innocent suffering constantly under the guilty. And God lets it play out. God lets it play out, footing the bill for every sin ever committed, God himself in the form of man by his most precious blood. Making total propitiation, total atonement for every sin that would ever be committed, and at a distant second to that in importance, showing us how we must suffer. He shows us why we must suffer when we are guilty, because even the innocent one, even the innocent one, Christ himself, suffered on the cross and his most innocent mother suffered because of my sins. And he shows us how we must suffer when, on those rare occasions that we're innocent. That God does not unplug the planet, but lets it play out. Letting love collide with evil, the cross standing while the world turns. The cross remains the explanation of why we must suffer too, because here below, 
pure love cannot exist without suffering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.